What's going on, folks? Welcome to Her Ice, where Todd Houck and Peter Adney from YHH discuss all things women's and girls' hockey going on in the state of Minnesota and around the world. We've got a rankings rundown for you, a couple of big games from last week, a couple of games to look forward to, some radar teams, some mitt bumps, a spotlight on an athletic writer, uh, three questions, and then we'll wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Well, Todd, outside of my super awkward intro to everybody It's the first time I've ever done one of those I have a super secret surprise for you <gasps> Oh, what could it be? Bum, 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 bum I love music. Clearly Canadian. It is a bottle of Mountain Blackberry Clearly Canadian. Now, let me tell you, I have been looking for Clearly Freaking Canadian for so long, and I found one at the Fresh Time on University. I I am so excited. So I'm going to crack into this bad boy and let uh, Canadian spring water wash down my throat while you tell us about our sponsor. I have a Canadian friend. Do you? Yeah, she's in Manitoba. Yeah. Wait, really? Yep, for real. Oh, wow. Dual citizenship. Boy, you're a globetrotter. Has been unable to see her family, her her mom and dad, who still live up there in the Manitoba area. That's a bummer. Since the old, uh, you know, the pandemic since March. But anyway, we're going to move on to some uh, some positive things we got going. So, again. Yeah. Tell us about uh, the Minnesota. Let's, yeah, talk about Minnesota, one of our proud sponsors here at the uh, Her Ice podcast where we're broadcasting live at studio 1a in the yhh office and it is sunny as sunny can be and and don't let the sunshine fool you because it is nice and warm out there as because it was like 450 degrees colder about a week ago i got for club there i apologize so hey let's enough about that um again this week's sponsor uh is proudly the minnesotan as you see look what i got look what i got on today you got your minnesota my minnesotan hat the washburn variety i like to call it the washburn hey but folks if you're looking for that great uh gift for someone or if you're just a big hockey high school nut they got some really cool classic shirts still at the minnesotan located in beautiful downtown white bear lake they if you are a cretan either a cretan parent or you grew up on the cretan they got a great shirt the cretan night it's a great shirt uh, and we also can provide a little bit of a deal for you if you go in there. You also can shop online if you use our discount code YHH. That's Youth Hockey Hub. You get fifteen percent off. Yeah, they're also having a sale. There's some items on clearance. I'm looking at one right now. I think I might uh, might throw down on that. I'll of course be using the YHH code. Oh, they also sure. they also have a St. Paul Como Park hat. Yes. Which, considering my high school doesn't exist anymore, I might have to jump on the Cougar I, train. They've got some really the, some of the older school, like White Bear Mariner was uh, a shirt we have said a couple of years, uh, a couple podcasts ago. So definitely uh, go to the Minnesotan.com. Minnesotan.com. You can see it right there. You can shop from your living room if you want or take that, take your break from work because I know a lot of people are, are working from home. Um, but anyway, we're lucky to be here in the office. But while at the office, this is where Peter will punch out and do his vast research. And I saw him again on Sunday beating the fingers, hitting the typewriter, <laughs> trying to figure out who is moving up, who is moving down in his top 10 of the week. Did we have much movement much since last week? 
we did have some movement, but it, it's movement with a pound of salt because Minnetonka goes from number three to number five with the loss to Benilde St. Margaret's. But mm-hmm. honestly, outside of the top two, Andover and Edina, there's going to be movement pretty much every week based on who's playing who. So a good win for the Red Knights. They bumped up to number four, I believe. Yes. Yep. I can't even remember my own rankings. Hill Murray went up to three, Benilde up to four. Tonka drops. I'd put that in air quotes, drops to number five. I saw it verified. They are air quotes. Air quotes. Stillwater at six, Maple Grove seven, Roso eight, Centennial nine. I didn't move Centennial even though they lost to Andover 10 to nothing because pretty much everybody loses to Andover Number one team in the state, so... It's tough not to lose by double digits to start the Huskies. With that. And Lakeville South rounds out the Class 2A top 10 at number 10. I think we should just call that 10 spot. That should be just the it's South the, Suburban, the SEC spot. It's the revolving door of the South Suburban. I think I mentioned that in the rankings mm-hmm. where it, it goes through. Uh, it, was Bur- it was Burnsville, and then it was Lakeville South. And this week, um, barring any surprises, <gasps> it'll probably be Eastview. <sighs> That was a tease. It was a tease. I was going to say, don't say it, but you said it. But, yeah. I, I can't help it. I'm sipping on a clearly Canadian. I can't help but be a little playful. I can see that. Yeah. I almost yeah. see, like, your hair making the shape of a maple leaf. Well, I am wearing a beanie today on top of my head like the kids do, and I got to say this is a pretty comfortable look. Yeah, I would say so. It's your podcast look. Uh, class A, Gentry takes over the number one spot, and I'm going to tell you why. Say what? Yeah. So the win over Warroad. Brought them to number two. Yep. The loss in overtime to Stillwater brought them to number one. I put more stock in the overtime loss to Stillwater than the win over Warroad. If you can take a Class 2A team, a quality Class 2A team like Stillwater, ranked in the top 10 all season, if you can take them to overtime and outplay the Ponies for most of the game, I think that makes you if the I do top remember, team in Class A. I know you're going to hit it later on, but if I remember right, weren't they? Wasn't Stillwater? No, Gentry was up in that one before Stillwater had a rapid comeback. They were. We've got uh, we've got a game breakdown. Yeah, I don't want it coming up in our next segment. Yeah, I don't want to give it away, but I, I, I <laughs> and I, uh, I'll go with you because at first I was like, come on, you can't put them up there. And I'm not saying I'm a sold on them. You're more sold on them than I am on Gentry. Um, yeah, well, just because I've seen him play. I know you have, and I just I'm still on the uh, maybe on an old school. I don't. I'm not a get off my lawn guy, but just like I don't. I, and folks, I'm gonna be frank with you. This is the Gentry High School idea. I just can't wrap my head around it. So, oh, it's okay. You'll wrap your head around it eventually because they look like they're here to stay. The stars will be shooting from now until. The end of time. But I've also said that at the same time when I've seen private school, private school do well, and as I got myself embedded with covering hockey, and you just go, they're there, and you just can't shy them away. You just, you know, I'm a public guy, and you want to see the publics do well, but when there's really good talent, I don't care if you're in the boys or girls or whatever your school is, if the better quality is at the school, then you go, okay, you know, the private school, they got a good program, they're going well, they're going to go to state. It's certainly a, a non-traditional program. I like the way that you throw. That's well, what well, it, I should have said that. But. We'll put it that way because everybody's gotten used to the private school idea yes. because they've been around for yep. you know a million years, and everybody's gotten used to the public school idea because they're the de facto school for students in their district. So uh, Gentry will – here's a term. We'll call them Mavericks. How about that? It seems mm. to be a term people attribute to people that are just new. Yeah. No, we'll I'll call, go with we'll call them Mavericks. Mavericks. Well, yeah. if, they, if they win that de- that section, that will definitely put them in the Maverick That's going to be a heck of a section. That's can't a, wait to get into that in a couple of weeks. Holy mackerel, that's just going to be loaded for yeah. Bear. Let's uh, let's roll into some game big games from last week. Benilde dropping Tonka one to nothing. 
dropping the skippers like a bad habit. Didn't see that one coming, but a perfect game for Benilde. They want to keep it low scoring. They want to rely on Sacred Heart commit Carly Green. Uh, then Red Knights did lose to Edina last week, two to nothing. Lauren Zawoyski had both goals for the Hornets. The rookie, her first varsity season, Uma Cornier, 32 saves in that game. Carly Green, 26 saves on 27 shots. There was an empty net goal for Edina. So a tale of a tale of two games for the Red Knights. A win, one nothing, and a loss, two to nothing. Low scoring, right where the Red Knights want to be. But next time against the Hornets, maybe they'll be on the right side of the teeter totter. I saw. I took a quick look at Benilde as we prepared for this podcast, and I noticed of their last five games, only one of them was there not a team that got shut out. So either they were part of a shutout or they got shut out. And there was one where it was a. I think it was a five-five tie, if I remember right. I'm going mm. straight off my memory. But to me, I just thought that was kind of interesting because, like, wow, there's one. You know. To me, that seemed like it's a weird fact, and so definitely. Um, but I think right now it's key for for Benil to have those games in the middle of the season or, or the th- third part of our season, if I can say that. I don't even know where we are. Are we past the halfway point? I think we're past. Are the half- we at sixty percent of the season now? Well, seventy. If I look at this, if I look at the records here, Benil is uh, seven, one, and two. That's ten. And if they play eighteen games, we're past the halfway point. Fair enough. So probably two to three weeks. Well, I'll let me know more than that because you're playing no more than two games a week. So You're yeah. the math guy. I'll <clears throat> defer to your judgment. I'm trying to. Another game we talked about last week, which actually turned out to be not much of a game, was the Andover over Centennial, 10 nothing. That became just the, the Huskies just, just running using away their, with it. their talent, their skills, and everything that goes with it. Madison Clo uh, had a goal and three assists. Uh, Peyton Hemp had a kind of a quiet night with only a goal and a, an assist. Oh, bummer. Uh, Gabby Krause had uh, a goal and two assists. And then Josie Hemp, uh, the younger sister of Peyton, she had uh, two goals and assists. So um, just a kind of a, not a ho-hum game, but I thought maybe Centennial might give him a little more a more a fight. But, again, uh, Anover jumped up quick in that one and put that one to, to bed really, really early. Six goals in the second period. Ella Berger also joining that three-point yes. parade. Mm-hmm. I think they in that case they probably had four players that had three or more oh, points. Oh, easily. Caitlin Gross. Uh, faced all 52 shots for the Cougars, ended up with 42 saves. Cougars mustering only 11 shots on Andover's. Hannah Scavnot, ha, Scavnot, oh my gosh, Scavnak. Jeez, clearly Canadian. Clearly, clearly. Might be more in the uh, the Barry category as well, <laughs> for sure. Uh, while he wets his whistle, let's uh, let's move on to one more big game that we uh, we talked about last week, and this is a game that Peter was actually at. Was there. So I'd love to sit there and just break down the numbers for you, but... We actually teased a little bit earlier when we talked about our top 10, and that was the big Stillwater win over Gentry in overtime last Saturday where Peter was front was row. Front row on the glass in the corner. While I was holding down the fort down in Richfield as we were throwing <laughs> together, keeping together a rescheduled uh, tournament. So, Peter, give us another lowdown of that big pony win over the Stars, or the Mavericks as you're calling them. The Stars outplayed the ponies. They went up 4-1. to one. And then the ponies just kind of came back. Three goals from, um, I can't even remember who it was. I did a post-game skate on the game, so if you sift through Twitter, I bet you could find a, a much better breakdown. But what I took away from the game was that the ponies got scoring outside of their top line. Four of the five goals came from somebody not named Morgan Wollers, Lexi Huber, or Josie St. Martin, which is going to be key for the ponies 
down the stretch. Lexi Huber did score the game winner in overtime after a great play by Avery Bronshausen. I think I've mentioned that about 15 times around the office. Josie St. Martin had the assist on the goal, but Bronshausen held the puck in by chasing down a gentry defender and forcing that defender to make a play. Um, fun game to be at. Early front runner for the game of the year. Says a lot about both teams. Stillwater showing the ability to come back. Looks really good as we progress through the season and Gentry being able to hang around with the ponies. And they killed off a five-on-three in overtime, which I thought was pretty impressive. So Ooh, that's good more. Good marks for both teams. Maya Kruger, Sydney Schuster, and Sydney Shield. There it is. There are two Sydneys, and I know they both spell it S-Y-D-N-E-Y. Well, yeah, why would you spell it another way? That's S-I-D-N-E-Y. The, who spells it S-I-D? S-I-D. Sydney, Montana. Sydney, Sydney Moncrief. I, yeah, that's true. Good point. Thank you. Sydney Crosby spells it with a Y. No. No, he does. He no, spells it with an I. I have to check that. Oh, my gosh. You're killing me. I just have to. Not like I like I write him a letter every single day. I just, <laughs> you know, I think of Sydney, Australia right away. So, well, I'd go to yes. Australia next week, but we have four big games next week. Good point. Sydney is with an I, yeah. Sydney said, is with an I. Thank said you. the kid. Hey, speaking of the kids, um, and no disrespect, and and again, you you're probably wondering how come we didn't talk on because you know usually we release this podcast on a Thursday. Just one of those weeks is our recovery um, from the tournament we ran this past weekend, uh, and then the way the schedule works out with uh, you know Peter being the the writer he is and being the, the tournament guy that I am. Unfortunately, Thursday was not going to work our best. But anyway, there really was no big big games last night to talk about. Which we I already knew about while we were putting together the show, so it wasn't like we were missing. I mean, there was some nice games out there, but um, I guess the big one that we're looking for, and we already had in the schedule, is is tonight actually, which is where the Bengals travel to Crimson Land in Maple Grove in a nice North Suburban showdown. This is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a really good game. This is going to be a really good game. This is going to be goal. It could end up being goaltender and goaltender Haley Hansen for the Bengals and Brooke Casabo. For the Crimson, the Crimson beat Blaine. No, they lost to Blaine. First game of the season. Blaine beat Maple Grove 1-0. I'm sure the Crimson will be looking for a wee bit of revenge tonight while they host the Bengals. And at the, on the other side of it, too, is that the, the is that Blaine is trying to recover from their recent uh, 4-1 loss to Elk River. So we know for a fact that Haley Hansen wants to get back in the pipes and show that she is um, you know, a better goaltender than that. And I'm not saying Elk River loss was not... A good, a good win for Elk River, but um, obviously Haley Hansen wants to get back to those pipes and prove that she is a, um, a good goaltender. So, Peter, who do you like in that game? I like Maple Grove in this game. I don't think Maple Grove will lose twice there on a five-game winning streak. They've scored three or more goals in all five of those games. They've scored six or more goals in three of those five. I think the offense is starting to find its stride. I like Maple Grove at home over the Bengals. Boy, I was leaning toward the upset because I want Haley Hansen, the double H, to get back in the the H factor, if I can say that. But I think it's since this is in Maple Grove, I think I'm gonna give the the advantage to the Crimson, and it's gonna be probably like a I'll say five three. No, not that much. I'll say four four two with an empty netter. Four two with an empty netter. I will take three to nothing Maple Grove. Wow. Okay. Nope. Calling a shutout for Casabo. Nope, I got gotcha. you. No, she's and she can. So it's not like. The key is going to be there is uh, Blaine just kind of getting uncastable. I'm not betting on a long shot here. No, no, I, I, I'm with you there 100%. All right, let's move on to Saturday. There are some, some three key matchups that we thought were going to be really important. Obviously, should we get the, the elephant in the room? Should we tell them the big matchup that you are excited about? You've actually 
contact to some athletic directors if you can come watch this game? I am refreshing my email right now to see if I can get into the Minnetonka Benilde St. Margaret's game. I haven't seen I was supposed to see these two teams play uh I think a couple of weeks ago. But didn't make it No, I was supposed to uh, whatever. Supposed to see one of these teams play at one point and missed that game. So anyway, we'll do my best to get there on Saturday afternoon. I think it was last Saturday. I think was that game, wasn't it? The I think last it was week. I think it was Saturday. I mean, it was a day game because I remember I was going through on Sunday morning. And I was going, Peter, Tony, did you see? And I, both of us said no. No. So and he, <laughs> he literally did not see it. So that's going to be. We've talked about Benild and the Minnetonka matchup, and I think the key again is going to be can Benild score. I mean, they show they were a defensive team. We know Minnetonka, that's going to be another one nothing game, I think. That could end up being a low-scoring game. Oh, it, I, I, do you think it'll be a shutout there, or do you think that they'll both get on the board? I think that's the that's I the say key. with the trend that Benilde's doing lately, I think it's going to be one team is going to get shut out. And I think since – I think Tonka's going to win this one. I think Tonka's going to get the revenge. Tonka. Okay. You know, they're saying you won at Pagel. We're going to be at the rec center. But I, just, I just think right now Benetonka is not going to lose two games in a row. I think that right. comes right down to it. So you got Tonka. I'm going to take Benil 2-1. to one. Ooh. Oh, write that down. I am. I got to get scratching it out. Right yeah, I know. I'm doing that right now. All right. So let's see. So P.O. is going that way. No, that's T.H. is going to take Tonka. Right. <laughs> and then P.O. You got your notes. I got my notes. It's, it's like watching you write the great American novel. Yeah, right there. G, no, I'm kidding. Um, all right, another big game in, uh, can we, I'm not going to say throw the records out of the book, but really when Blake and Breck play each other, that's a marquee matchup. Even both teams are not in the top five as they normally are. The battle for the IMAC. It is. The Independent Metro Athletic Conference. It's not the matchup we're used to seeing. Usually we're used to seeing Blake as a top three team and Breck as number one in Class A. Boom. So maybe the luster is... Dimmed a little bit out of this game, but you don't tell them that. No, no, nope, no, no. They'll, no. they'll beat me up. But yep. the Bears and the Mustangs, it's always a good game. A lot of the players know each other. For a long time, these two programs went back and forth as the best team in Class A before Blake moved up to 2A. The rivalry is still there. Should be a heck of a game. I am going to take, oh boy, the Mustangs. <gasps> the Mustangs. Taking the Mustangs. They just lost last night, but I'm going to take the Mustangs. I'll take the Mustangs 4 to 1. 4 to 1, Mustangs. Okay. Gosh, I want to go Oppo, um, but I, I have to take that. I think Breck is just the better, obviously the better team this year, and I, I don't really see an upset. Even we throw the records of the book, um, but I would say Breck is going to win this one. And I'll say I'll even up it. I'm going to go 5-1. I'm going to up you. 5-1. I'm going to up you. Yep. I think you're playing with fire there. That's fine. Our last game for Saturday Slate, a South Suburban Conference battle, Burnsville and East View. Should be a fun one. Both teams near the top of the South Suburban standings. Oh, look at that. They're tied mm-hmm. at 15 points each with Lakeville South. All three teams have a 7-2-1. and one. And that's a revolving door with Eastview with that big win over Lakeville South. Burnsville with their big win over Egan. Yes, people out there are going to say, Egan only has one win on the season. But, hey, uh, Olivia Carlson scores with .5 seconds left in regulation to tie it up. And then Sammy Bowlby scores in overtime to put the blaze. They get them in that. Now they get they vault them back in the first place. Uh, and that's going to be on the road for Burnsville, which I think Burnsville's had some trouble on the road a little bit. Have they? So I think so. Let me just double check. I think they've had, I think if their losses have been on the road. No, both their losses have been at Burnsville. Oh, well, then they're going to win this one easily. <laughs> 
Well, the, these two teams tied. They, they lost to the Shakopee and Lakeville South at home. Burnsville, what are back you to, doing? Back-to-back games. These at your place, at the BIC. You cannot lose at the BIC. These two teams tied the last time they played each other, 2-2. Two to two. Shots were dead even, uh, almost dead even. Burnsville had 27, Eastview had 26. Eastview needed two goals in the third period to force overtime. Oh, boy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to take Burnsville. Did you look at my sheet? No. Okay. I'm going to take Burnsville anyway. Okay. I'm taking no matter what. I'm taking Burnsville. I'll say 2 nothing Burnsville. It's a direct challenge to the – the striking lightning. I guess so. I actually thought it was be there's gonna be a little more scoring on my side. I'm taking Burnsville with three two win. Wow. I don't know when the three two is gonna happen, but I'm just saying they're gonna win three two. I think it's just gonna You're be not that. gonna call overtime or anything? Nope. Nope. I think it's just gonna be a barn burn. I'll if I'm gonna call anything, I say Burnsville is up three one late into the third. Uh Eastview gets a goal late. I'll even say they even score one with the extra attacker if they pull the goalie, but they just don't have enough to get past to get number three, which gives Burnsville Blaze the victory and possibly sole possession of the South Suburban Conference. It's never sole. It's never sole possession. In it's sole South possession Suburban until Tuesday. Conference. Yeah, until they <laughs> until the teams play again. Oh, fun to watch. Fun to watch. All right. Well, speaking of watching, hey, let's talk about a couple uh, teams that we want you to watch for out on your radar as you're going. Who is a team? And you can almost pen. Every single week, we're either going to talk about a 507 team or a South Suburban team. Or both. Oh, look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Or both. We'll kick it off with Eastview, whom we just spent uh, the last few minutes debating about whether they'd uh, beat Burnsville or not. But Eastview is a team to watch for. Michaela Kelly leading the team in scoring six goals, 11 assists, 17 points. Avery Chesick, a junior forward, and Yale commit. I believe she's the only Division I hockey commit on the team. There might be a couple of other uh, Division One caliber athletes. But Chesick has 11 goals and 16 points. She is second on the team in scoring. Goaltender Angie Lombardi has a goals against of 1.92 and a save percentage of 9.29. Interesting note about Eastview. The last time this team went to state was in 2017. And the only player remaining from that 2017 state tournament team is Miss Michaela Kelly. Oh! So she knows what it takes. Could. To go to the state's biggest stage, let's see if she can drag the rest of the Lightning with her. Wow. I know. I just banged the table for that one. If it wasn't for the fact that Burnsville is in that conference, I'd be like, that would be interesting to see. But we've been talking about South Suburban team almost every single week, and we say, like, how they do. Let's see how they do. Let's see yeah. how they do. And then they keep beating each other up. So, And then um, it's the end of the season, and four of them have 18 wins. Yes. And then there's also four teams in their conference who have <laughs> not 18 losses, but they're on the they're flipped. They got a flip. They got like a three, close to 18 losses. Three three, you know, 33 uh, percent winning record. Yeah. Um, one team that I want you to kind of pay attention to a little, folks, is you get out your little radar and you're going, who is a team that I would like to pay attention to? Well, look no further. If you're in the 507, you want to take a look at Laverne Girls Hockey. They're having a nice little season there in the Big South Conference. Uh, right now, conference-wise, they're, they're, they're in third place in the conference, but uh, overall they're doing extremely well. You've got uh, their four-run best player on the team is leading the team in goals and leading with uh, points is uh, Cameron Van Batavia. She's only a sophomore, super sophomore. Again, Laverne loves to have those young players take over their programs and just bring them to the 
upper levels of 507 hockey. Um, her 19 goals uh, and 18 assists are doing extremely well for herself, and and it's 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 more than just her. There's also how pronounced I believe it's pronounced Regan Bork, who's also doing some great things. She has let me do my math here quick. She has 19 assists, 33 points, which means she has 14 goals. Nice. So they are a, a two-headed machine that is, is driving Laverne where they're at. And also on the other side of it, too, they also have some nice goaltending. Uh, it's kind of split between Cheyenne Schultz, Schultz, hope I say that right, and uh, Mallory Von Terge, I hope I say that right. They are, that's their two goalies that are doing extremely well from that. Mallory is, if you look at goals allowed and goal save percentage, she is the better of the two. But really, when you look at save percentage, 948, 938, they're doing pretty good. And... And uh, so i looking for big things, and they do have a, a big game tonight against Wasika to just keep them on the fritz. I do believe, if I remember right, their schedule gets a little bit tougher. I think, they, if I remember right, if I click on my computer, clicking within the time frame I have, yeah, they got back-to-backs with Wasika. And then, then it gets challenging because next week they got New Alm back-to-backs, and New Alm yep. is right now currently leading the Big South. So uh, Wasika would be nice for them to kind of get some good wins. And then when they got New Alm, Hey, all the marbles are on the table, and hopefully that's going to give them a chance to catapult. But anyway, watch out for the Laverne Cardinals. Hopefully they'll get to beef up that resume against New Ulm. They also take on Marshall, who I believe is close to the top of the standings in that conference. So four decent games coming up. You don't want to see too many games where a team scores, you know, 10 or more goals. But it's no. just kind of how Laverne rolls, man. They went to state last year. They had a bunch of scores like they've had in their last three games, 13 to nothing over Worthington, 11 to nothing over Maris, Maris, Morris area, and then 11 to nothing over Worthington. So hopefully they find some better competition. And I think the better the better part, too, is you see some of those smaller schools that do get the state tournament, you know, matter if they're a small section, whatever, and they got that one player that's leading the state or high yeah. top five in points and goals. But, I, you know, he – Give Laverne a little more credit. They do have two really potent scorers on that team, as well as playmakers. So I think that's going to help them immensely. And especially then they also have two goalies, so it's not just one goalie taking all the, the minutes. They can go back and forth. Because obviously if you have, with their goalies, one having four wins, Cheyenne, and then Mallory having three wins. Uh, so it's it's whoever wants to play tonight. And whether it's a hot goalie, but they're both hot. So it's it's good. They're in a good spot right now to kind of keep going forward. Again, those new home games are going to be big for them. Roll cards roll, roll cards hey um normally we have we give you three teams but the, i i thought that was kind of a cool stack because i saw this in a tweet and sometimes that inspires me to kind of just throw it out there twitter's an inspiring place it can you know be. where to look folks just remember twitter can be a great place <laughs> it can be a great news source and there can be great funny stuff on there but also can give you like the fact you're like oh my gosh especially during certain seasons but right now we've got officially six undefeated teams in the state of minnesota in girls hockey. Woo! Two in single A. Northfield, who is now 8-0, and and Proctor Hermantown, who is 7-0. So think of it. Of all the teams in Class A, there's only two that are undefeated. Just two. Two. That's it. That's two. That's two. I like it. World could be there, but they did come across uh, Gentry, so they could so have been. So they've got the single loss. Yep, they do. But on the other side, on the double A, there's three teams that have are undefeated, who is Edina, Andover and Mound West Tonka. So we down to 10-0, Andover 9-0, Mound West Tonka 7-0. Stillwater is undefeated, but they do have a tie, but that's not going to tarnish their still record. Still zero losses. They are still undefeated. The other ones can say, like, we're undefeated untied. Oh. But Stillwater 9-0-1 is nothing to, to Sneeze slouch at. Nope. Slouch at? 
no. turn your nose up at? You could. Could, but you'd be an idiot. You would be silly if you did that. So anyway, I thought that was kind of a cool thing of all the 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 girls' high school teams in the state. We have six right now that are undefeated. Yeah. We'll, so here's a, here I'm going to throw this pitch out, which is off script. How many do you think we'll have when we start sections? When we start how sections? Many, let me back up. How many of those six are going to be remaining when we start sections? Three. Being? Edina, Andover, and Proctor, Hermantown. Northfield's going to go down, huh? Yes. They're going to get one. Interesting. Dina and over. Write that down. Hopefully this legal pad makes it to sections of Dina and over. No. E-H will be undefeated. Anyway, you don't have to listen to me read. Let's move on to segment number five. We could listen to Uncle Peter read us a story. That's not what my nieces and nephews call me, though. Don't they? No, they call me Uncle Pup. Uncle Pup? Yeah, because when my nephew Andy was really young, he couldn't say Pete. And when he tried to say Pete, it would come out as Pup. 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 So now all the kids call me Uncle Pup, and now my mother calls me Pup. Oh. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I love it. 29 years old, and I still don't understand why my mother calls me Pup. I have a friend who's uh, her youngest sibling. Well, she's a she's a... Uh, not the oldest, but she's part of five kids and four girls and a boy. And the boy was the youngest. And he and her name was Colleen. And he could not say Colleen. So he all he could say was Kai. So mm. that is her name, K-I. So everybody, she's been known Kai. I've known her as Kai like as long as I've known her. And I've known her for a long, long time. been good friends with her. So it's kind of that same story where a younger sibling or child goes, I can't say Colleen. You're Kai. Mm. You're pup. It reminds me of... Kids say the darndest things. Yes. That TV show. Oh, it's amazing. Who hosted that? <sighs> Was it Bob Saget? I don't remember. Before he got in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one thing that does not get in trouble is when a teammate of yours does something amazing. You're either going to give them a mid bump or you're going to say, it is time for a hockey hub because you have done something amazing. Or you're going to party. And I'm super excited to have you. So we're going to bring up three uh, players this week that deserve a mid bump or a hockey hub, whatever you choose and you feel comfortable with doing. First one I want to talk about is senior Gretchen Branton from YZ. Uh, she is a Clarkson uh, commit. So Golden Knights! She's going to go all the way. But the reason I bring her up is because she is on a current hot streak when it comes to a scoring machine. In her last three games, she has six goals and five assists. So she is averaging. Nice. Over three points a game in her last three games. So she is putting up some phenomenals. And this is including, mind you, this is including last night where I had my stuff written, ready to go on Wednesday when we do the show and then we release on Thursday. So I even added the goal and two assists that she had last night. That's what we call research and development. We tried to. And then I made sure and put her on there because she got a little love. She was our number three star. If I do remember, she was, nope, sorry, Sloan Matthews was. Uh, Sloan Matthews was a number two star last night. But anyway, so uh, Gretchen Branton, uh, and that not only uh, keeps her points keeping going and keeping Wyzetta, they won three games in a row, but now she's on a seven-game point streak. So Wyzetta and Gretchen are peaking at the right time. Another player we, we've mentioned once before, but I want to give her a little more pub, is uh, Laverne's sophomore sensation, uh, Cameron Van uh, Batavia. 
We have already talked about the fact she's got 19 goals and 18 assists. Um, she's been doing, she's been putting up some amazing numbers. And part of the amazing thing is she's sitting right now at 193 points. Woo! Crack staff sitting across from me came up with that number. Thank you. 117 goals, 76 assists, 193 total career points for the notorious KVB, which begs the question, Todd. I'm begging. If you got to score one goal and you're Laverne and you could pick one player from the entire history Wowzer. of Cardinal hockey, would it be Jackson Nelson, who holds the state record for career? Was it career points? I think or it goal, was. I think it was goals in a season. I think it was goals in a season. Okay. Jackson Nelson, who holds the record for goals in a season for boys hockey, or Cameron Van Batavia. Fire away. Who would you rather have? Uh, since it's 2021, and I've seen Jackson play with the Gophers, I will take KVB. Nice. Fresh right okay, now. Okay, boy, I was going to have to mute you for a second. <laughs> I would also take KVB. And let's not forget this is her ice. Yeah, it's her ice. Yes. I don't even know why I brought up Jackson Nelson then. It's fun to talk about. Hey, if you're Laverne, would you not want to just be super proud having two unbelievable talents come out of your town? It's true. If you look at the record books, Laverne is all over the place. Chaz Smedsrud, Jackson Nelson, Cameron Van Batavia. Good on you, Cardinals. Good on you. And it's been fun to watch also the youth program. We've had the youth program is playing a couple of the YHH tournaments through the years, so it's kind of fun. Uh, Damagala, if I remember right, is one Malachi, of Malachi, Maddox, um, so there's, Owen. They've been bringing us. The boys' teams have been coming. They're peewees. It's been fun watching them play the last couple of years. So so things are up and up in Laverne. They just say Jackson Nelson kind of put them on the map, if I can say that. And then now there's other kids doing great things as well. Um, last uh, last player we want to give a mid bump or a hockey hub to, hockey hug, I should say, is uh, – um, I don't have a really good J. We'll just say junior uh, forward out of – I'm sorry, junior goalie, uh, Maggie – Malecha, hope I say that right, out of Northfield, um, brought her up because a, st- a stat that kind of jumped me right away is her last three games that she has played, um, she has pitched a shutout. Nice. So she is on She's on fire right now. So she's doing extremely well. Um, and I even broke down the, the time for you. So not only she got three shutouts in a row, but she also shut out Rochester Century in the third period of their game. So her current scoreless streak right now is 173 minutes and 37 seconds. Wow. So she is doing extremely well. So kudos and mid-bump to Maggie uh, Malaysia. Hope I, again, I'm saying that right. And on the season, she's doing extremely well. Um, obviously, the Raiders are doing great. She is 8-0 right now. She has a save percentage of 962, and her goals allowed, obviously, with the shutouts. She has five on the season. She is a 0.62. You cannot put one past her. I would also say that the last time Northfield went to state, mm. which was double double checking my notes here, oh, always was double the checking. 2017 state tournament. They followed the exact same formula that they're following this season. They had a leading scorer in 2017 named Bryn Puppy, and this year their leading scorer is Isla Puppy. And they also relied on the goaltending duo of Rachel Bielenberg and Mallory Tidona in 2017. Gave them quality play, and now they're relying on the goaltending of Maggie Maleka. So strong goaltending, and a puppy is your leading scorer. I hope I'm saying puppy right, and I'm going to say Maggie Maleka just to cover all of our pronunciation bases. I go, yeah, okay, Maleka. So now we can get yelled at by everyone because hey. we've butchered it at least in two different ways. You certainly can. And Maggie, uh, if, if you could, you just hit us up on Twitter. 
send us a message or a notification and let us know how to properly pronounce your name. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, all right, so let's uh, um, let's move on to a, a newer segment we have. I'm going to call it the Spotlight for Nothing Else. Uh, we stumbled. I don't say stumbled. That's not the right word. I want to say there was a spotlight opportunity that um, – um, that Peter would like to kind of go into depth a little about spotlighting a interviewer or a journalist by the name of Katie Strang, where she kind of broke his story by doing immense amounts of research to get the story broke. So without further ado, I'm going to just hand the microphone over to Peter. Maybe you should subscribe to The Athletic. And I then should. you too could read about Katie Strang. I could, or I could just ask my friend Peter and he'll just forward that to me. Yes, yeah, true. Copy, copy and paste through email. Yeah. So Katie Strang was the athletic journalist who also broke the stories about uh, the abusive coach in the Chicagoland area. Uh, his name was Tom Adratus. I highly recommend everybody reads that story as well, just to stay abreast of what can happen when people are unwilling to tackle problems head on and more than more than more often than not look away. But Strang's latest story is called Dysfunction in the Desert, Finger Pointing, Fear, and Financial Woes Royal the Coyotes Organization. Now, the investigative reporting that went into this included over 50 people that were interviewed, whether they had dealt with the Phoenix Coyote or the Arizona Coyotes ownership group, the Morellos, uh, the owners, Alex Morello. They had dealt with the Morellos in all of the businesses they've been involved in, from people that were staff members with the team, prospective general manager candidates. They hired a new GM last year after John Chaka left and um, like food and beverage vendors that contract with the team to provide food and catering in their suites. Uh, Oh, geez. Just reading, reading that story graded on my nerves, which means it's a good, good story. Highly recommend that everybody check that out. Katie Strang, our hats are off to you for your investigative reporting. I think it's. I think the other cool thing about it too. I feel like twenty and twenty one have been kind of the year of the of the female journalist. Can I say that? Because there's been some some big names that have kind of broke through the stereotypical um, male dominated journalistic side, whether it's newspaper, whether it's TV, or Especially whether it's in sports reporting. Yes. And that's where I'm focusing on. So I think it's it's um, it's amazing that she was able to do all the interview and get some accolade, which she she rightfully deserves. So it's I think it's great that uh, the story broke through and did some amazing things. And it, it took me a little bit to get through the story just because it's such a it's such a good read, and you want to be in such a focus to read it. I started it four different times because every time I started reading at the office, <laughs> it was like, "Hey, I got a question. I got a question. Hey, I'm talking about the gobbler." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, I'll." get this story by Well, put on some noise-canceling headphones. You're going to want to read it, and your jaw will drop Mm -hmm. probably a half dozen times while you're reading it. Uh, Something positive in our little spotlight segment, the PWHPA has announced a new trio of partnerships with the Chicago Blackhawks, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the New York Rangers. Mm -hmm. Now, if you had to pick three NHL franchises that you would want to have as your partner for the media attention, the markets that they're in, and for okay. the history of the team, I want you to pick three franchises. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, one would probably be the Wild because I'm a big Wild fan. No. Okay. Uh, number two, I would maybe pick Buffalo because I'm actually a kind of a uh, uh, a Buffalo Sabre fan. No. I've actually been a Buffalo Sabre fan kind of on and off for the last uh, 20 years when the North Stars left, and then I was with them in 90. 
uh, was that 93 or 94 when they lost to Dallas Stars? In the, um, so I've been kind it's of like a, 99. 99, yeah. Anyway, um, so now they're off the, the charts there. I would probably pick three really big cities. So, oh gosh, Chicago's pretty big. Yep. Uh, New York City's pretty big. Yes. One more. Uh, I think would, Canada. I would probably, yeah, I'd go someplace in Canada. Think I love clearly Canadian. I I love, uh, I love Western Canada because it's beautiful, the mountains. It's kind of a relaxing, uh, more scenic. Uh, the way of life is a little more slow-paced. Um, not the metropolitan like, say, Montreal is um, and the French-speaking, which would go over my head. Well, let's go with Toronto. I didn't finish. Okay, we'll finish. Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. All right. So three <laughs> three cities that you couldn't have picked a better place to partner with when it comes down to the key aspects of a franchise longevity, spotlight, media attention. Uh, the PWHPA will play on February 28th at Madison Square Garden, and then they will play two games in Chicago, one at the United Center on March 6th and one at the Blackhawks Community Arena, 5th, 3rd Arena on March 7th. The game on March 6th will be on NBC Sports Network featuring an all-female crew. Kate Scott on play-by-play, AJ Malesko also offering some play-by-play and analysis, and Catherine Tappan will be the host. Love to see it. Toronto will host a game as soon as the Canadian government allows it. It's going to be an all-female show on March 6th, and I will disappear from the Lumberjack Cup for about three hours to watch this broadcast. Yes, as well you should. Thank you. Yep. All right. Uh, I know that we're, uh, we've, we've had a heavy, meaty show today, so we're going to end on some really good notes as this comes to our, our favorite segment of the podcast. This is like the aperitif after the entree. Yeah, what he said. I was going to say the ice cream. No. Uh, after the steak, but or the uh, something I can't, something light. I can't think of a fancy macaroon. Maybe tiramisu. Tiramisu is yeah. That's her. That's pretty good. All right, three questions for for Peter. We get to know him a little bit better than we've knew him before. So let's start with question number one. Hit me, Peter. When you put on your pants or socks, do you go left first or right first? Left. How come left? Same with all my hockey equipment. But you write with your right hand. Yeah, I play hockey lefty. I golf. I don't even know how you would pick handedness in golf. My left hand is on top in golf. It's just how you you play hockey or shoot or how you swing a baseball bat. My right hand is on top in hockey. My left hand is on top in golf. I swing a baseball bat right-handed, and I throw right-handed. But, yeah, I I start with my left sock and my left shoe and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, Question number two, what is your go-to treat at Dairy Queen? A peanut butter Oreo blizzard. It's not on the menu, but if you ask enough and you whine enough and you cause enough of a scene as an eight-year-old, you will get a (laughs) peanut butter Oreo blizzard from Dairy Queen. Wow. I also like to get hot dogs there. He does. I had to talk him, folks, out of the hot dog. Hot dog, ketchup, and onion, please. You haven't had your two hot dogs this year at tournaments. I haven't. I'm actually kind of bummed about that. That's right, though. There will be a time. Just stay in there, kiddo. Time and place. Yep. All right, question number three, Peter. If you were not covering hockey, what would you be doing work-wise? Probably be a dishwasher still. No, if I wasn't covering hockey, I don't I don't really know. I thought maybe insurance was like a family business. Insu- no, insurance is – well, I, my grandpa on my mom's side did have an insurance company. But I don't know what I'd be doing. I've been doing this for – Gosh, seven years now. A couple years, yeah. I don't think I've never had another real job. 
This is other as, than washing dishes. <laughs> this is as real as it gets. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh, that just that opens up a can of word for the next next thing. But anyway, anything else you want, Peter? I think we've we've gosh, taken a lot of listeners. I so. hope not. Let's uh, guess let's, what I did. I forgot to put my timer on, so I have no idea where we're sitting at. We're at forty three twenty nine. Oh, good. 30, I was hoping to get thirty one. I was shooting between forty and forty five. No more than forty five. Yeah, so we're good. You want to put a bow on this? Let's do that. So right. thanks, Peter, again for your uh, your research and. Uh, Send me the article about uh, with Katie Strand. I appreciate that. Uh, also, like to thank you listeners for being out there and supporting girls hockey because it is so much fun to cover. And don't be afraid to give us some feedback. We love to get some questions from you. Shoot us on on Twitter. Send us a message or a notification. Love to get back to you. Stop by my house. Don't do that because he'll give you a hot dog with <laughs> mustard and he'll not like you. But anyway, uh, like again, thank you for listening to her ice because it is not his. Ice. And it never will be. So take care of yourself and each other. We'll talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool. All about the bouncing master. Watch it on the news. What you gonna do? I could hit refreshing forget. Used to keep it cool.